0: Hello and welcome to 98 Not Out the Cricket Podcast. I'm Darren Mutu, and every week, all year round, myself and my co-host Paul Webb will bring you the latest news and discussion about the national and international cricket scene. Plus special guest interviews with cricket experts like Nasu Hussein, David Gower, and David Bumble Lloyd and many others. So let's get into this week's show. Okay, the English summer is here. Uh, and the cricket season is underway we've had two rounds of the county championship but something is missing there is a voice missing as cricket gets underway and I thought where is Johnny Barron so I had a little scout around social media and I found him and I have got him with me today um Johnny where are you and why
1: well, Darren, lovely to, hear, lovely to uh, talk to you. I am in uh, Kathmandu in Nepal, uh, not Nepal. That's one thing I learned fairly early on in Nepal. And um, I've been out in Nepal for the last
0: 17 days or so, um,
1: just working for a couple of broadcasters, AP1HD, who are kind of the, the equivalent of the kind of Channel 4, if you like, out here, and also VU Sports, who are a kind of streaming, uh, global kind of streaming channel that race in India and uh, I've been working for them on a, on a tournament uh, out as a commentator in Barawa which is in the middle of the Lumini province which is kind of the home of Gautam Buddha about seven miles from the Indian border so um, yeah it's been an extraordinary uh, experience <sighs> and one which I'm not likely to forget in a hurry.
0: Nepal that's a new one on me. Um, Yes, where you you
1: learn, pronunciations are quite a big part of this business, so yeah, getting the actual country right, is quite important.
0: (laughs) Yeah, cricket does seem to be on the up in that part of the world. Um, Matt Floyd spoke to us last year uh, about a tournament that was going on there, and I think the Netherlands came out winners at the time, but uh, the home country um, acquitted itself pretty well. Um, Any reasons for this growth? Well,
1: you know, it's 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 the national sport. I think one thing Nepal, interestingly enough, Nepal is quite a, a fairly substantial nation in its own right. Twenty nine million people. So if, if if Nepal was in Europe, it'd be quite a considerable, you know, power in Europe. But when you're stuck in between India and China, who both have over a billion people, you can get slightly sort of marginalised to some extent. But I think um, you know, it's the national sport. They've got a, a lot of good up and coming uh, players if you like and they've gone up to 12 12 12 in the role in the world you know they're 12th in the world and have have made enormous strides in recent times and within, within a, a whisker of course of qualifying for the world t20s in australia just losing their final game in the qualifiers which was a which was a huge moment a huge moment of disappointment out here but um they've got a couple of franchise tournaments over here and and you know numerous support for all the other um, events and, and things that happen as far as Nepal cricket is concerned. You know, the, the players here, if you like, are revered very much like, you know, those that would play in the kind of English um, football Premier League over in the UK. It's a huge national sport here. And bear in mind, they're in the same group as Af- Afghanistan back in 2000, and I think it was 2007, 2008, Division Five, if you like, and have come all the way and are within a stone's throw of, of, of joining the big dance.
0: If they're 12 does that put them above england
1: in the world rankings <laughs> yeah four places above england uh, yeah yeah I mean, england of course has slipped off the coupon um yeah <laughs> where, where even are England? yeah 12 they're not a million yeah so they they're just a fraction away from 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 the, um, uh, the you know the the major big guns and um you know they they've just had a, a tri series here which was a sort of outside of the icc competition that went really well um And, you know, they've they've obviously with Sandy Lamashani, the captain, who's played in the IPL, he's played Big Bash. He was signed up uh, for the Oval Invincibles last year in the 100 and uh, spends a lot of time some globe trotting. Second quickest bowler to 50 ODI wickets in the history of the game. So they've got, you know, lots of young talent here Um, and it's an amazing market. And, and you know, cricket is front and centre of just about everything out, everything in Nepal. It's not just trekking the Himalayas and Everest.
0: You've mentioned the mountains and it is, uh, Nepal is, is famed for, for, for those mountain ranges. Um, is cricket is, is cricket played at altitude there? Are the grounds high up?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the major cricket, if you like, is all based in in Kathmandu. And one of the, the reasons for this event being in Barawa, which is probably the third or fourth city, at, you know, at best in, um, in Nepal, was to try and take, was to try and take the game, if you like, out of the sort of normal natural incentives and try and grow it and use that, use, use the idea, the, the, the opportunity of playing in another location to try and, just ensure that there's exposure for the game outside of Kathmandu. It's very easy, you know. There's quite a big bit of infrastructure here in, in Kathmandu in terms of the ground. You know, it's capable of holding 25,000 people. Um, so it was a, a bit of a leap of faith, if you like. But what they wanted to do was take it out to the regions. But yeah, we are extremely high up, uh, high up here, and a lot of cricket is played at altitude. But a lot of cricket is, is played elsewhere. But I think it's you know the key, uh, the key thing with this particular event which is called the fancy akada pro club championship was to try and take was trying to try and tra- take the cricket out of kathmandu out to the provinces but still within that you're taking all the all the um internationals with you you know we had the um also the malaysian crickets side were part of this tournament as well they're 33 in the world we've been over here for a tri-series with nepal um and then two sides from delhi and one side from Bangladesh, so it, was a, it had a real international flavour. This event and was the kind of first of its kind, if you like, that was outside of outside of Kathmandu. So it was, um, yeah. I mean, it was an incredible experience. But yeah, they're very they're, they're trying to grow the game outside of the metropolitan centres. here.
0: I've been following your progress on Instagram, and it's been very very entertaining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a bit of That's one way of driving it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it has been incredible. Uh, I mean, I think when, you know, when Matt Floyd and I discussed this, this trip, he said, it's, it's an adventure like no other, um, you know, in terms of what you'll experience here. And I think, you know, I started off, arrived in Kathmandu, I had about four hours, I think overnight, you know, sleep, and then uh, caught a bus, caught a lift with the Malaysian um, national cricket team in a bus from Kathmandu to Barawa, which normally would take six hours if all the roads were open, but unfortunately it worked and it took 12 hours. So that was, that was my, my opening gambit, if you like, for the,
0: for the tour. But yeah, it's been hugely entertaining. <laughs> and I can see uh, in, in your background that that's, uh, there's Kathmandu. Uh, how big a city is it? Now, that's a really good question. I can probably ask the chaps here. How, how many people
1: in Kathmandu? 2.7 million? 2.7 million. There we go, two point okay. seven million. Fantastic. Here we go. I'll, I'll give you another little. <clears throat> Here's the back drop behind me. So we're pretty high up, as you can see here. Oh wow! Um, yeah. And the sunset over, over down below there. A um, little bit of smog knocking about, but that's probably another conversation. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so two point seven million here in Kathmandu.
0: And you're, you've you've been uh, you've not been travelling solo. I mean, you mentioned that you catch to lift on the uh, on, on the team bus. Um, and the cricket badge has been with you as well.
1: Yeah, it's been incredible to work with Andrew Leonard, who is very much, you know, seen as the associate king, if you like. He pretty much does every single ICC um, tour level event for all the associates alongside did the 2000 and he did the Under-19s World Cup quite recently. Um, much loved here. I mean, you cannot move around with him without taking, you know, without selfies being taken on every street corner. It's extraordinary. He's an enormous local celebrity here. Um, so it was very nice to kind of hang on to the, the coattails of Superman. But um, obviously, does a, he used to work, Andrew Lennon used to work for the ICC, uh, obviously Cricket Ireland as well. But yeah, I mean, his schedule this year is extraordinary. Um, does a lot of women's, um, women's uh, cricket on the pathway, Pathway circuit as well, but uh, yeah, he's a uh, described as I think the uh, the, the father-in-law bizarrely of um, of Nepali cricket. I'm not quite sure how it's the father-in-law. God, God's godfather maybe might be better, but no, he is described <laughs> as the father-in-law bizarrely of Nepali cricket.
0: I'm just looking at the backdrop there. How does it compare um, in in experience to other Asian? destinations such as maybe India, Pakistan or Sri Lanka? I think,
1: I, I mean, I'm not
0: extensively
1: traveled. My last, my last trip um, was do to work for Star Sports, actually, or last trip to Asia, was to um, Bangladesh, Afghanistan. And there, you know, Bangladesh, you still have to be a little bit wary about, you know, your movements, if you like. And I did find actually, it was kind of hotel to sort of airport, to hotel, to cricket grounds, to a hotel, back to cricket ground, and then airport at the end. I saw none of the country. Whereas one of the lovely things about being in Barawa was that it was about a five-minute walk to the ground. So every morning we would walk up, walk up to the ground. On in the evening we would walk back, and and the evenings are wonderful because you, you get the setting sun and you get all the kind of street vendors out on the, the kids coming home from school. We pick up a little bit of um, you know sugarcane juice on the way back and kind of you know, vaguely immersed in the in in the local culture, if you like, and being able to sort of walk unhindered um you know was just fantastic and that's the same kind of experience here in Kathmandu you can literally get on pretty much with your wits about you with just getting on with your with your life as you do and I and I I, I've absolutely loved that and and people are because they're so engaged in cricket you know that, that they always want to know what's going on what are you doing you know, thank you for coming here, that kind of thing. It's been incredible. So from my, I've been to, I've been to Mumbai before to, to watch, not cover cricket, but I was there in 2006 in the the Flintoff uh, test where uh, they drew one all with India and that was an incredible um, experience. But I think in Mumbai and certainly in India, you you have to be a little bit more street savvy, whereas it does feel um, the generosity of spirit here is incredible. But um, no, it's been an amazing experience.
0: And given the altitude, is is it a bit cooler and is is the air a bit clearer than when you're in, say, Mumbai?
1: Well, I tell you what, I mean, it was hot, really hot. And we were in a ground with, shall we say, basic infrastructure would probably be the best way of describing it. And it was up to 41 degrees. You're playing two, you're playing, we played, there were 17 matches to cover, all live, you know, on the, on the, the, the national TV channel over here. So you... You know, it is fairly, fairly harsh conditions. So nine days, uh, two games a day with a fi- you know, final on the final day. And yeah, the heat is around about 40, 41, 42, high humidity as well. It's a, a, a sort of grueling conditions. Kathmandu gorgeous, actually. In the evenings, it's very easy temperature. The highs can get up to around about 30, 33, but often, actually, a large part of the year, it's around about 20, 21. So, you know, in the the evenings, you might even take a jacket with you. I mean, it's a lovely, lovely temperature uh, here in Kathmandu, but Barua, my gosh, that was an absolute furnace, I have to say.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I gather you're about to get on the plane and uh, return to the scorching English (laughs) weather that we get in late April. Well, Um, yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's going to take a while, Darren. I think I've got, I've got, I've got, um, I think a lovely 12 hour transit in Doha. So I can see how the World Cup preparations going on. I can report for that, you know, uh, that, that, that that's all going on there. But yeah, in principle, I'll be back at some stage on Wednesday evening with any luck.
0: And um, what are your, what are your immediate plans uh, cricket wise? Well, good question, really. Um,
1: yeah. I, I mean, there's obviously we're starting in the championship season and And there's the T20 campaign isn't a million miles away, actually. So there's there's quite a number of commitments sort of to get going with. In principle, I'm sort of hopefully coming back out here in November for the Everest Premier League, which I think will be their fourth edition, which would be absolutely amazing. Barbar Azam is rumoured to be playing in that tournament. And I love the way out here that if there's a sniff of a rumour, they all talk about it, including the organisers. Whereas normally you wouldn't go near anything until you see the until you see him literally putting the, you know, the club colours on and walking out there. Do you know what I mean? here, it's like, oh no, we'll talk about it. And, you know, in the hope that actually it happens. So hoping to come back out here in Nepal. And there's, you know, there's a couple of other really exciting overseas engagements that I've been approached about. And it's just whether I can fit more in with the diary. Darren, like like you and I are quite similar people. We have to earn a living as well as sort of pursuing our hobbies as well. So Yeah. um, yeah, there's... My 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 actual boss, the, the amazing Neil O'Brien, has very kindly let me sort of come out on this sort of sabbatical, if you like. But I have to get back and start earning money for him uh, and the business and the agency when I get back as well. So yeah, there's some real work to be done. But no, it's been a, it's been an incredible experience, a, a kind of once in a lifetime thing. Because I always you know I always wanted to come. Nepal has been on my my bucket list to come. My family spent a lot of time here um my you know my sister used to live here my mother comes here on numerous occasions and so to come here in a work capacity and in a tv broadcast ca- capacity has been amazing because you know largely I'm a radio guy so doing you know nine days of tv disciplines it's been the most you know incredible uh, learning experience and brilliant experience I've absolutely loved it
0: well of course we remember you as being the voice of the ICC coverage of uh, England winning the World Cup at Lord's uh, which amazingly is, is nearly three years ago now, but um, still, what a moment! Yeah, incredible. No, I was I was hugely lucky to be,
1: um, you know, at Lords on that on that final day, and to be involved with the with with the broadcast, and to be there for the final final moments. You know, you had Ian Smith a couple of boxes away, uh, Jonathan Agnew, of course. Those are the two calls that most people recognise. But little old B was there doing the stuff for the, <laughs> stuff that uh, went out. Went out uh, you know across across all other regions. No, it, it was the most incredible experience. And uh, again, that if you like that, that that sort of three minutes of that final final ball of that of that epic World Cup final has kind of allowed me to to start to to live my dream and come to places like this. I, I couldn't be luckier.
0: Yeah, and 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 uh, we had Ian Bishop on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, he's obviously remembered for his remember the name. Uh, quotes uh, at the uh, T20 World Cup final in 2016 and he just mentioned that luck played a big part in that because Bumble uh, was the main commentator but just passed the microphone to Bish yeah. uh, at that vital moment and, uh, and out came the quote uh, Yeah I mean I think I think the, 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 what's really interesting
1: about those kind of uh, what I would call um, clutch moments of broadcasting is that if you get them wrong Um, you know, it'll haunt you till your dying day. Because in cricket, like I like in football, there's lots of moving parts. And and what I did remember is that I was the, you know, I've listened back to all the broadcasts of that World Cup final. And I, having watched every professional game he's played since the age of 17, you know, I know exactly what Jason Roy looks like, operates, how he moves, all his mannerisms. And I named him as the fielder, whereas it would have been safer to go, for a more generic line, if you like, about good throw for mid wicket or something along those lines. And it wasn't until about 40 minutes after the game that it was actually confirmed that it was definitely him that threw the thing. And in that period of time, I thought, oh, my God, the biggest opportunity of my life. I might just have made a, a monumental Horlicks on it. But thankfully, I stuck to my guns. And, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I didn't get it wrong, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, which was an incredible, um, you know, aspect to the whole thing.
0: Well, you didn't, and you uh, secured your place in broadcasting history. Well, I, I, I,
1: I'm not <laughs> sure I'm anywhere near the likes of uh, you know. I can't, I'm not even fit to lace the boots of the likes of uh, uh, Smith and uh, and of course um, Bish, who's incredible, incredible man. Um, who I've you know been lucky enough to sort of not work alongside, but work on the same broadcast for Flow sports for the last few years. Um, but yeah, yeah, th- th- those are the icons. I'm just merely a merely a foot soldier in the in 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 the in the makeup of things. But it's you know it's a journeyman if you like. But occasionally we get you know every dog has its day, so to speak.
0: The king of modesty, uh, Johnny. Great to catch up with you. Have a safe trip back, and um, we we'll look forward to catching up when uh, you're back on home shores. Can't wait,
1: can't wait, can't wait. Hopefully in the next day or so, subject to various logistical
0: things. But yeah, looking forward to returning. Tony Barron, all the way from Kathmandu in Nepal. Uh, Many, many thanks. Thanks for listening to Not Out, the cricket podcast. Please subscribe to the show in your podcast app to make sure you see the new episode each week as it appears in your feed. And if you enjoy the show, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us introduce the show to even more people. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you on the next episode.